after that moment, um, I remember just being very perverted in my mind. I remember, like, I felt like my innocence was ripped away. I remember feeling very unclean, feeling dirty, Mm -hmm. and without value. And um, just gonna take a break. No, no, go ahead. So, um, yeah. So after that, I remember um, becoming very sexual, um, like having this sexual rise in me, or just wanting to do things. And this is as a young girl. As a young girl, like so, five, six, seven, wow. eight. That's crazy. So. Nope, nope. Take your time. Um, I just remember as a little girl just wanting someone to look up to. Just wanting someone strong to protect me. Where, where was your dad? Like, Obviously, your mom knew about this. She got upset about it. She wasn't able yeah. to keep this kid away from you because the way you guys were living, you know, apartments. Yeah. But where, what was your dad's reaction to this? Um, so my dad... Uh, my mom actually, like years later, um, when I when I was a little older, my mom told me that um, she told my dad, but he didn't believe her. So I I had stabbed my mom, and I that this is the first time I cried out to God. I remember going up to my room, closing the door, and being really scared because of my mom's going to kill me. You know, she's gonna kill me. Something bad, terrible is gonna happen to me. <laughs> And so I remember just, but crying because I felt so bad of what I did and so much shame. I wanted to die. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be here, you know, because I saw no love Mm -hmm. in my life, you know, and I was so frustrated because I wanted that. I wanted my parents to love each other and to love me and stick up for me, you know, and so I wasn't getting this and so I remember just crying out to God in my room and I started to receive the gospel and she started opening the bible to me and started to pour the scriptures to me and I remember like seeing the word the words of God and just being like wow God said that like God said if you lie you're gonna go to hell what I'm really gonna go to hell (laughs) you know like I deserve hell and so I was very I, I was scared honestly I was like man what do I do and so my sister had shared to me Jesus did on the cross he took your sin and I saw her like she was so supportive when I went because I know I have you know, I put her through so much, you know, just stuff. And, you know, I did stuff to her that was messed up. And so, you know, she was, I'm very happy that um, she was able to go and support mm. me. And we started going together on Sundays and we're there receiving. And I'm seeing her answer altar call and her get delivered. Amen. Like her her um just like I would see her just crying in the altar just crying because she's been through her own stuff she has her own testimony she has she's the way that she is because of whatever happened to her when she was little you know and so she looks at me she's like 
Dang, glad change. <laughs> he look good. And when she said, I was like, girl, I don't buy the hair. Uh-uh. So I had to make it obvious, like, girl, uh-uh, you, you know, you. Dibs, I got dibs. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it be crazy now in these generations. You got to claim your fish, you know? <laughs> so I felt like God put me in a sticky situation, you know? And so that's. That's the backstory, y'all. So, you know, got to make yourself clear sometimes. But anyways, I remember one night. I don't know if it was the night before the abortion or something like that. But I was hearing a voice saying, kill it. I I turn off the lights, getting ready to, to go to bed. And I hear a voice in my room saying, kill it, kill it, kill it. And oh my goodness. yeah, and I'm like, who is saying that? That's that not demon me. that you summoned with the Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, when I hear that, I sit up on the side of my bed and this voice comes out of me and it says, devil, get away from me. I'm not going to I'm not going to kill this child. I'm going to have this child. And when I said that, I st- I was like, did I just say that? Welcome back to another episode of LifeSpeaksPodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to give a shout out to the Choosing Hope Foundation. Go to the website, that, uh, go to the website ChoosingHopeFoundation.org. See what they're doing over there, man. Wrapped around prison ministries, just doing big things out there. Check it out if you want to donate or if you just want to see or if you just want to just check it out and see what can happen. Hey, just see it. See what can happen. Check out LifeSpeaksPodcast.com and be up on the info about our podcast. And thank you so much for watching. If you want to donate, you have an option on there. Next, the Potter's House, GRA.com with uh, our church, Universal uh, Church in Universal City, Greater Randolph area, 2025 Universal City Boulevard. Come and check us out. See how God's moving. Let's check out the website. Once again, it's ThePottersHouseGRA.com. And man, just see how God is just moving over there. And it is awesome. Like, subscribe to our podcast, ring the bell so you get all the notifications. And thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Liz. Hello. Today we have uh, another good episode for yes. you. Yes. We're joined by Yvette. Hello, y'all. The <laughs> better half to glad. Yes. <laughs> yes, the better half. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. After, uh, after hearing Glad give his, are you ready to come in with some rebuttals? <laughs> yes. Like, tell us the real stories. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, let's just start, you know, from your childhood. Just tell us a little bit about your upbringing. So I was born and raised in New Jersey in a city called Passaic. Um, Not that many Mexicans. I am Mexican. My parents immigrated here to um, the United States, and um, I just grew up, you know, my mom and my dad also were previous divorced. Um, Different, like divorced from each other or d- had other relationships divorced from those? Yes. So okay. 
they had previous marriages and then they ended up getting divorced. And so um, my dad had two kids prior in his first marriage. And then my mom had four. Okay. And so, um, so yeah, my, my family is pretty blended. Mm-hmm. And so um, growing up, my parents had me and my brother, Salvador. Um, but we call him Chavo. And um, is he older or are you older? He's older than me. Okay, so, so you're the, the baby. Yeah, I'm the youngest from everybody, and it's a big age gap. So, the youngest of the previous marriages uh, is 15, 15 years apart. So, oh, everyone okay. else is like a lot older 40, 50. Like, it's crazy. So, like, seeing older people, I'm like, they're, they're my brother and my sister. Okay, so, yes, yes. So, yeah, so, um, I love living in New Jersey, very city. Uh, I remember growing up in uh, apartments and buildings. And so my first memory of living, it was like living in an apartment building. And I remember it was brick, old, and a lot of people, a lot of noise, a lot of buses passing through and music and the bodegas and all of this so very different culture to what I've seen in my life in Mm -hmm. Texas and California and so it was very different Um, a lot of people fast the the life is very fast almost like here San Antonio like very fast very on a rush and so everyone doesn't have a time for you it's pretty uh I think one of you guys said it before um very straightforward mean and so we I grew up with that hard you know people are very tough and so um I remember as a I don't know if I was four or five probably like pre-k age that's when um I was uh abused sexually and so um it was pretty do you remember it yes that age you do remember? Mm-hmm, yeah and um I remember there was a lot of kids my mom was watching a lot of kids and um kids that were part of the family and um one of the kids just uh just violated me and was he the same age or a little older older and I was fortunate that my mom actually found me she found oh, me okay so I um I remember she was so mad she grabbed the kid and was like what did you do like you know we I actually just talked to my mom about it like recently we were talking about it and she was saying like I want to kill him like I oh. wanted to stab him mm-hmm. and I, it was pretty rough my mom couldn't really do much to protect me from the child so I had to continually continually see him later on mm. and he would try to violate me again so was it just you or do you know if he tried violating <laughs> other kids no I don't know if he tried violating other kids but I knew that he was trying to violate right. me was he a teenager or just a young boy young boy oh wow wow yeah. and still aggressive yeah, yeah. persistence yeah. and um that was pretty rough and I would try to get him in trouble like I, I was, I was, I started like fight back, mm-hmm. like you know, and do stuff. So, but growing up, I had a lot of hate towards my mom for lack of protection, for lack of, I wasn't able to try. I didn't. I wasn't able to feel safe. I didn't feel protected. Is it because of just that moment, or because of other situations? I think as well? everything. Okay. Yeah. 
And after that, um, after that moment, um, I remember just being very perverted in my mind. I remember like, I felt like my innocence was ripped away. I remember feeling very unclean, feeling dirty, Mm -hmm. and without value. And um, I'm just going to take a break. No, no, go ahead. So, um, yeah, so after that, I remember um, becoming very sexual, um, like having this sexual rise in me or just wanting to do things. And this is as a young girl. As a young girl, like five, six, seven, eight. That's crazy. So uh, aside from the violation from this this young boy, did you know what sex was? No, I had no idea. I had that that was my first, I was very young, probably like four or five. So these, uh, so after, and you're saying, you're talking about these urges and kind of this yeah. These feelings that you had, like you didn't really even know what it was, but you had this. Yes. Okay. It just goes okay. to show the spiritual, the doors that were open spiritually, yeah. that even as a young kid, not, not your decision, but these doors were forced open for you and you're yes. battling these things and you're, you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know what this is. You know what I mean? But why are you having these desires? And you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And I remember, um, I remember like something switched in me. And I honestly think that this kid had, like, demons, like, demonic spirits, because it wasn't just perversion. um, It wasn't just sexual immorality. It was anger and homosexuality. Mm. So I started, um, what I started doing was wanting to kiss girls. So I started kissing girls my age. And what age was this? I don't, I don't know. I was just like seven, eight, probably like all throughout. And it stopped when I became a little older because I was like, I don't want to do this. I did it when I was very little because this was just what was done to me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't do it in a way where I wanted to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. I just did it. Mm-hmm. And it like had control over me. And not until like I realized... I don't want to do this. I stopped doing it. And so for a, re- for a really long time, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this stuff because I don't want it. I don't want it in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, but in you, this building, I'm sorry. So your your mom, your parents, like they didn't, did they know that this was going on? They didn't no. see any of it? You just kept it on? Yeah. Hidden? Yeah. And I remember in this building, like growing, growing up in this building, um, it was the first time I saw my parents argue and well, I didn't see them. I could hear them and it was like black and I could hear screaming and my mom and my dad were going at it. And me and my brother, we were like, we were crying cause we didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so sorry. It's scary. And so, um, so yeah, but besides all of that, I remember my brother was in the military. He was army he, um, not traveled. He's the youngest from my dad's side. And I was very close to him. I loved him. I would sleep in his little, um, like, fold foldable bed from the military. Oh, the I cot? Re- yeah, I remember yeah. him going to 
uh, just boot camp and I had a really close relationship with him and I just I just loved him and I remember as a little girl just um Nope, nope. Take your time. Um, I just remember as a little girl just wanting someone to look up to, just wanting someone strong to protect me. Where, where was your dad? Like, obviously your mom knew about this. She got upset about it. She wasn't able yeah. to keep this kid away from you because the way you guys were living, you know, apartments. Yeah. But where, what was your dad's reaction to this? Um, so my dad... Um, my mom actually, like years later, um, when I when I was a little older, my mom told me that um, she told my dad, but he didn't believe her, you know. And so, um, I don't know why. I mean, I could imagine why. Like I know why, but that lack of protection and action in my family is what led to my rebellion, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and just a lot of issues in the future. Yes, the rejection, know? yeah. And so, um, I just, um, yeah, and so, unfortunately, when my mom told me that, I, you know, I didn't react, you know, I, going through all of this, I didn't know how to react, you know, I was just going through it, because I didn't know how to process things at such a young age. Absolutely, yes. And so, um, not until I was older was I able to understand, not until I came to the Lord, obviously, but, um, but going back, um, I remember, like, longing for my brother, longing for my dad. I remember just when my, because my, well, my dad, he would work a lot. So that's another thing. Like he wasn't really home. Mm -hmm. He was trying to provide. My mom was home trying to take care of us. And once we got a little older, my mom started working and then we moved around. And I remember we moved. Um, Passaic is, is a low income city. So um, uh, we lived in another building and uh, there was a lot of violence in my parents' uh, relationship. They never got re- uh, married. Um, and so I remember them getting into arguments. And I didn't know why they were getting into arguments. But I remember my mom grabbing a phone from the wall. You remember those phones that were <laughs> on the wall? <laughs> that, you know, I had the, the phone on it Mm -hmm. I remember one time my parents were just like going at it screaming and you know being loud with each other I remember my mom grabbing that phone and just throwing in my dad's head and um I don't I don't know if I remember blood but it was pretty bizarre as a child seeing that and as a child I didn't I didn't react anymore I was just like I guess that's normal, you know, I just like, okay, you know, this is life. Yeah. But I started detesting marriage and relationships. I, I started detesting the thought of love and being with someone. You know, I started to reject it, started to reject a lot of things. And so um, I then my dad started working. Um, he got another job. And this job started paying him very well. So 
my parents ended up buying a house in a different state in Pennsylvania next next to it. And <clears throat> I, my parents' marriage started getting worse because my dad wouldn't come certain weekends. And he worked out of state as well. So he would work in New Jersey and then drive back to PA. Mm-hmm. And whenever it would snow, he would just stay there. And I could see my mom was miserable. I could tell she didn't want to be with him. They would argue. They would fight. They would, there was no type of relationship. And my dad started sleeping in the in the living room and she would sleep somewhere else. Mm. And although we had this huge home and they were able to rent a part of the home to other people, there was a, it was like a, so it was like a, I don't know how to explain it. So in the East Coast, there's like properties with rentals next to them. Mm -hmm. So that was basically what my parents had purchased. And so, you know, they were they were good financially, you know, and and yet here goes their marriage, just horrible fighting. And at the time, I would say I was okay as a kid. I wasn't really much rebellious. I wasn't like. I was doing pretty okay in school. I was never like giving teachers You're like a hard elementary. Time. Uh, yeah, I was like um, when we moved there, I was probably like third grade. Oh, okay, so you're still pretty young. Mm-hmm. But I never gave my parents a hard time or anything like that. I was still I, I was still fairly young, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so um, then, but I had I had built up a relationship with a girl in my school. And um, we were very close, and we would always hang out. We would do everything together. I was always with her, and I loved her so much. And one night, no, not one night, uh, one day I remember we went to her house, and we were in her room, and we were by ourselves. And I remember hearing a voice saying, kiss her, kiss her, kiss her very loud to the point where I was like, who's who's saying that? Who's saying that? Oh, my goodness. And... For years, this, like, I didn't struggle with that, but now it's, it's coming back. Yeah. And I remember hearing it and saying, like, no, that's my best friend. Like, I don't want to do that to her. I don't I don't want to kiss her. She's going to feel so weird. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to <laughs> do that to her. So I remember just telling her, I got to go. So I ran home. And I, I ran home, and I was like, I didn't go back. And I probably didn't talk to her until, like, way later on. But that was one of the first times that I had that, like, homosexual tendency trying to come back, trying to get a hold of me, and just me trying to fight it and, and not wanting it in my life. I didn't want it in my life. And so my dad ended up getting laid off. He ended up um, losing his job. His company left. And so my parents had to foreclose the home. Mm. And so it was a blessing and a curse because I going to a different state, I lost my whole family in New Jersey. All of my sisters, all of my brother, um, all of these people that I loved. And that created a relationship like block. I, I remember when we moved to PA, they didn't we, we they didn't see me the same. Like I felt like there was this kind of like disconnect, like a relationship that just didn't get to grow. I didn't get to grow up with my cousins and you know all of these yes. relationships. So I didn't know these people for like 
for years. And so going back, um, I wanted to regain that. I wanted to have these relationships and um, I wanted my family. But we ended up living in a in a really, really like small apartment and very poor. You and know. you're back in New Jersey now. Yeah, we're back in New Jersey. What age is this? I was in fifth grade. Okay. No, no, no. Sixth grade. I'm sorry. So I'm starting to be a teenager and the hormones are starting to kick in and I'm starting to be more rebellious and I remember feeling a lot of rejection from my family, from people very close to me. I could tell that they didn't really want me there. Or they kind of just... Why do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it could be many things, but... Um, do, you, do you think, because they were a little bit older, so this is now their early 20s, do you think it was like now their freedom and now you're just like this little cousin that's around? Or? Yeah. I think that's that is why I think because there's like age and then also I was in a so the the culture is very different. So where I ended up moving MPA is very slow, white. I went to the all white school. And so going back there's all of these Latinos, Hispanics, Dominicans, Puerto Rican kids, like all these kinds of people, Arabs. And so it's it was just very different and even the girls, like, they would kind of look at me like, I don't want to be your friend. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess this is how people <laughs> act. <laughs> so, and they didn't know me. A lot of these kids are like, who's this new girl? So right, it was, right. it was kind of hard trying to build those relationships, building relationships in, um, in middle school. And so um, as time went on, um, I'm trying to think here, I'm trying to gather my thoughts so i didn't really have much going on in middle school nothing really oh, oh actually yeah so <laughs> i remember my mom and i not getting not seeing eye to eye i remember giving her such a hard time mm -hmm. and not wanting her pushing back on her more because Back in Pennsylvania, I would tell her, Mom, I, I know you don't love... I remember having a conversation with her and telling her, I know you don't want to be with my dad. Why don't you just leave him? You're not even married to him. He's not claiming you as his wife. Just leave. Oh, so they never actually were married, married? No. Oh, okay, legally. okay, okay. And I would tell her, I'm like, Mom, just leave dad why are you with this guy you're not happy you're miserable you're here crying you're all depressed you know so I would tell her this and so I and she would be like you don't understand like who's gonna you have all of this you know like meaning the house and mm -hmm. the comforts and I'm like this is not everything this having a house having things is not everything like I see you guys not having peace I'm growing up seeing you guys be miserable. So I guess um, me getting older, I started to feel resentment towards her and bitter towards her. And I didn't want to listen to her. And I, uh, we were in a car when I was 13, and she was trying to get me to do stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. So she starts hitting me. 
And when she starts hitting me, I grab a pen and I just start stabbing her. And so full-on rebellion, full-on retaliation there. And um, Were, your, were your, uh, your parents, were they physical with each other? Like, where do you think the, uh, the violence came uh, from? I've never seen my dad be violent towards my mom. But I've always seen my mom be violent towards my dad. Okay, yeah, because the phone and then yeah. So do you think that uh, you think that that created some kind of resentment as well? Or yes. Just uh, yes. I mean, you have this uh, skewed view of your mother. Yeah. Right. Just from. I mean, so do you think that? Like, did you have an idea in your head of what a mother should be, and she wasn't that? Like, I'm trying to just understand, like, what your thoughts were on your mom like what was I feel like I don't know I just I guess I wanted her to make stance you know in the dynamic of a house because as a woman you're a housekeeper Mm -hmm. you set the tone for the house you know for the home the loving home the tender home and there was no none of that my she seemed like she was a pushover for your dad almost or yes he he did so many things like he, she didn't know how much he would make um he wouldn't ask her questions he wouldn't she wouldn't like try to ask any of his information like she really just let him get away with stuff mm. and so Growing up, I'm like, why are you letting him, you know, just do whatever he wants or treat you the way that he wants, like by being cold. And my dad as well, he never really said I love you to me and my brother. He was not loving. He wouldn't really spend much time with us. He would just focus on work, you know. Was your mom affectionate with you guys too? or She was. Okay. But I was very resistant to her affection. I was very not able to receive it. I don't know why, but I just wasn't able to take it in because of what happened to me when I was young. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you, you still. It seems like you still cared more for her than your father. As far as like, it seems Mom, like your it seems like your frustration was because. You went after her, like, why don't you stand up to him instead of being, hey, dad, why are you treating my mom like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like you you seem to have sided more with your mom, and your yeah. frustration was more of like, why are you letting him do this to you? Like, you should do more, and I'm yeah. angry at you. But your father kind of just seems like he was in the picture, but he really wasn't really anything to- towards you. Yeah. He was just there. Yeah. And, man, I... There's so many things that I've questioned about their relationship because it's like they're roommates, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. even moving to this home, they were not sleeping together. You so know? why were they together? That's my, that's that's my big question. So how long <laughs> that's what I was asking her. So how long did that go on for? This went on for years. It's still going on. Oh, they're still together. They're still together <laughs> and they're roommates. They don't sleep together, you know. And they're not married. And, and they're, they're not, not married. married. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he's uh, but he's still the provider for her. Not now. Before he was, he would pay for everything, like the home. He's and it's funny because okay, so moving back to um, New Jersey, 
back in our home, you know, we're in a, this little apartment. Uh, so I, I had stabbed my mom and I, that, this is the first time I cried out to God. I remember going up to my room, closing the door and being really scared because of my mom's going to kill me. You know, she's going to kill me. Something bad, terrible is going to happen to me. And so I remember just, but crying because I felt so bad of what I did and so much shame. I wanted to die. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be here, you know, because I saw no love in my life, you know, and I was so frustrated because I wanted that. I wanted my parents to love each other and to love me and stick up for me, you know, and so I wasn't getting this. And so I remember just crying out to God in my room. And being like, God, whoever you are, just help me. I need you. I need you right now. I need you to change this. I don't want to be here. I remember crying out to God and saying, God, I need your help. I need you to save me. And so, um, yeah, I, re I, I remember having that moment with God. But years. So I was just going to say, so you said whoever you are. So you knew that. You knew the idea of a God, yeah, but you never had any experience with him. Like you guys didn't go to church, or no. you didn't have like a Catholic grandma or anything like that. No, so my my mom was uh, raised Catholic, and so is my dad because they're Mexican. But they never went to church faith faithfully. Um, Did they have like the Mary and stuff in their house that type of yes. stuff? Yes. Okay, so you knew the idea, but you never were exposed mm -hmm. to it. Yeah, no, I, my mom would talk a lot about God, about having faith. Mm. Um, she would, she, she would say, um, like, I give thanks to God, or that was God. Whenever she would get a job or something, she'd be like, that was God, you know. So she wasn't like ever angry with God or something like that. She did have some sort of reverence and love and respect for God. You know, but she wasn't a Christian. Mm -hmm. She wasn't. Um, you guys never to went to church or mass or anything? Only like if there was a baptism <laughs> <laughs> or like Christmas, Easter. Yeah. Or not Christmas or Easter, just baptisms and communions or stuff like that. Which oh, okay. So this moment that you cried out to God, did you feel anything? Did you feel God speak to you or did you feel anything at all or what happened after? I didn't feel anything, but I remember just, like, begging God to hear me, you know. So. But then um, after that moment, I ended up, uh, in, in, in middle school, I remember there was a girl who, uh, we were in lunchtime. And we were just, like, minding our business. We were just talking as friends, like, all of us. And then this random girl who we never even spoke to who was, like, in our grade, she just drops a Ouija, a Ouija board on the table. <laughs> and she's all, like, she's, like, oh, this is real, you know, like, you could talk to whatever. What I didn't know what she was talking about, but I'm, like, she was saying, like, she was claiming to, for it to be spiritual and, like, for it to move and whatnot. I was like, that doesn't do anything. Like, you know, just being like, get away from us, you know, like, just <laughs> rejecting her. Like, get away from here. Uh, and so I, 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 I started getting more cold, like, as years 
came by just getting more angry, getting like just hating people, hating uh, companionship. And so, uh, but I was still curious. I was like, oh, let me see, you know, let me uh, try it out, you know. And so I remember just playing with it and whatnot and it moving and then it telling me where like I lived. <laughs> so <laughs> I got super freaked out there. And then I just, would you guys do this at school or at friends' houses? School. Oh, okay. At school. school yeah. During the lunch hour. Yeah. Summoning <laughs> demons during lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's so crazy. And so, um, yeah, I just ripped it, threw it out, ran home and I started getting sleep paralysis. I started getting, and I don't know if it was after that, that, that incident happened between me and my mom. Mm. So, yeah. So after that, uh, I'm getting older. I start getting this, I start seeing that I have a, a neighbor who walked the same way going home from school. And she was a little older than me. And uh, we, we start growing older. We start uh, just hanging out, being friends, being silly, and then end up going to high school. And I keep fighting with my, I keep giving a hard time to my dad, to my mom. My dad's like, because I would ask my, after school, I wouldn't go home sometimes. I would go to my uh, cousin's home. And, my, and it was not to do anything bad. I really wasn't into like smoking or drinking in middle school. Or anything so you weren't like partying that. or anything? No, not yet. So not, <laughs> no, yet. not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so at this at this time, were you still fighting those sexual urges and feelings that you had when you were younger, or is that had already, no. that had already passed? Uh, no, not like sober. When I was sober, there's no way I I wanted to do that. I didn't want that in my life, so I didn't, I didn't do it. But that abuse was still there. Mm-hmm. That spirit was still there because I didn't have Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, so no, at that time, at that age, I was still not encountering those things or those feelings or those emotions um, in that, in that surf, like, you know, with friendships and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I genuinely wanted friends you know and so um I remember just going to starting to go to high school but before that my dad he would want to pick me up after school and sometimes instead of like going the way he would pick me up I'll go the other way <laughs> and oh you were avoiding him yeah and he would get mad at me like what are you doing you're you know and I'm like I would be like dad I'm just going to go to my cousin's house. Like, I'm not doing anything bad. Why can't I just hang out with them? You know, I don't want to be alone. I'm going to go home to y'all, you know. <laughs> I don't want to go home to you to you guys. I want to go home to a loving home, you know. So um, I was giving my dad a hard time, and I would go home. He would hit me, you know, and he would say, you're a bad kid. He would always say that. You're a bad kid. You're a bad kid. And I was like, well, if I'm a bad kid. I'm going to do bad things, you know, and so – as I got older, you know, I would see my sisters in high school. I would see my sisters, my my brothers party. My family loved to party, loved to drink. And so I started drinking. They would, like, offer me sometimes alcohol when I was 15, you know, 
14. And so I would drink. And when I was in high school, I started skipping um, class to go to my sister's basement to go drink. So I would break into my sister's house (laughs) and drink. And then I would invite all my friends to skip with me and be like, let's go party. Let's go drink at my sister's house. And then I started working for my neighbor illegally in his (laughs) store. (laughs) And I remember he was like, how do you want me to pay you? Do you want cash? What do you want? And I'm like, give me your hookahs. Because he was Arab. (laughs) And they would smoke. And that's totally normal in their tradition. Yes. And you're 14, you're smoking. That's fine, you know? Yes. So I was like, give me the hookahs. Give me tobacco. Give me the mango tobacco. So I started smoking. I, I... Gave my sisters a hookahs, and so I would go home to my, I would go to my sister's house, set up all the hookahs, and have everyone smoke, and I taught so many people how to smoke in my high school, because my parents moved (laughs) into a place where um, the owners were Muslims. And so they smoked, and that's that's deeply in their culture, so I started learning their, you know, the things they did in their culture, and, excuse me, sorry. No, no. And so, um, so yeah, so um, I started doing that a lot, just skipping class. And it was honestly to numb the pain, mm-hmm. numb mm-hmm. everything. Just, uh, I started, I, wa- I just wanted to escape. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, uh, have, like, waking up because I have to go to school, but not wanting to be there. And I couldn't function. I couldn't function in high school. I couldn't function with everything that has happened in my life, you know, I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. And there was no one really to ask me, hey, are you okay? Mm -hmm. You know? And so um, as I got older, I remember telling one of my sisters, hey, sis, I don't feel good. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be with my parents. And she would be like, you're just hormonal, like, don't worry about it. Just go to sleep, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like go to sleep, you know? And I was like, no, like I can't, you know, I don't want to, like, I, I can't function. Mm-hmm. Were you feeling and, suicidal? Um, no, I was never like, I'm going to kill myself, but I just had this deep anguish and unrest mm-hmm. in me, you know, and not, wanting to be sober and when i started to drink when i started to smoke that's when i started partaking and kissing other girls and homosexual tendencies and that made me feel worse it made me feel more dirty yes and it made me feel like i felt as a child you know and so yeah did you ever get like blackout drunk or you yes and that was always the goal you know that was always okay yeah drink to you black out. yeah and i know you had at the beginning mentioned your older brother that you you were seeking uh you know protection even from him in a relationship with him. were you are you close with your older brother um yes but i guess like what i meant by that is i just wanted him close oh okay. i didn't want him to be gone okay. okay you know yeah so in these moments of uh drinking and blacking out um mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, you hear stories all the time of girls getting taken advantage of, especially high school mm-hmm. girls that black out. Did that situation ever happen with you? No. no? Thankfully, no. Yeah. 
and um, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But uh, I rem I there was definitely times where I just felt lost. You know, I felt lost. I felt confused. And um, when I spoke to my sister and I told her, hey, I need help. And she kind of was like hesitant and just kind of didn't understand. Uh, that's when I called my other sister. And this sister's from my dad's side of the family. And um, I never spoke to her. I wasn't really that close to her. Um, she lived in a she lived in a different state. Um, and so I remember, uh, calling her and being like, Hey, Marisol, I, I need your help. Like, I don't feel good. I have these thoughts. I'm struggling. You know, I need help. You know, I want to run away from home. Like, I just don't want to be here. I feel empty inside. I feel lost. And so she was like, don't run away from home. Like, stay there um I'm gonna go get you and then you could come to my home and just we'll we'll take it from there you know Mm. so I ended up going to her house and she starts talking to me about Jesus um but before uh, my friend um her name was Clara uh she had liked this guy in high school and he was a Christian so she started going to church with him, and they would talk to me about Jesus all the time, and I'd be like, I don't want your Jesus. I want to drink. I want to smoke. You know, like, leave me alone. Don't, tell me, don't talk to me about the gospel. I'm not going to stop, you know. And they were like, Yvette, you don't understand. Like, you know, you, you're lost, and, you know. and So at this point when they're telling you um, that night that you had cried out to God, you forgot about that, and you were like... Yeah. You didn't make the connection? <laughs> no. I was like, no, I'm, I'm drinking. Like, I don't, want, I don't want your religion. I don't want your Jesus. And this happened uh, in a bunch of vocations before where I would have Christians tell me, like, you're not supposed to pray to Mary. You're not supposed to do this. And I was very confused. I was like, what? Like, the Bible says that? Really? But I never picked up a Bible. I don't know what the Bible <laughs> says. You know? And so... Yes. But when my sister started telling me, my heart has softened. And I started to receive the gospel. And she started opening the Bible to me and started to pour the scriptures to me. And I remember, like, seeing the word, the words of God and just being like, wow, God said that? Like, God said, if you lie, you're going to go to hell? What? I'm really going to go to hell, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I deserve hell. And so I was very, I, I was scared, honestly. I was like, man, what do I do? And so my sister had shared to me, Jesus did it on the cross. He took your sin. And you don't have to earn your, yourself to to heaven jesus is the answer i was like wow jesus did that for me he he really like took my sin he became sin and she's like yeah he died for you this is the answer to salvation i was like wow it's so simple and it's so amazing you know so my heart started softening i started receiving um the word of god and so we she took me to church and um she tells me to this day that there was an altar call, but I don't remember an altar call, <laughs> nor do. And I was pretty young. I didn't understand a lot of the words they were saying, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, the lingo, yeah. Yeah, so 
it was all pretty new to me. And uh, towards the end of the service, when it all finished, my sister asked me, Yvette, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, of course, why wouldn't I want to give my life to Jesus? You know, he... He knows what I, he knows me more than anything, mm-hmm. you know, because before in high school, I remember waking up and not having any desire to do anything in life. I had no purpose. I felt like I just didn't want to be alive. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just mm-hmm. dead. And I rem- um when I gave my life to Jesus, she said, okay, I'm going to tell pastor, I'm going to tell pastor that you want to give your life to Jesus. And so the pastor comes, she, she tells him, my sister wants to give her life to Jesus. He's like, oh, good, you know, I'll lead you into a sinner's prayer. And so he, as he's praying, he's telling me to repeat um, the words. Mm-hmm. And so I start repeating the words. And when I start repeating the words, I start crying. And I didn't know why I was crying. I was like, why am I crying? Like, I don't even know why I'm crying. And, but I'm there just crying. And I, I remember after that, a, a lady in the church saying, your life's going to change forever. You have no idea what you just did, you know. And so I was like, okay. And then people were saying stuff like, God's going to change you. God's going to change your life. And I was like, okay, God, good luck. Cause, uh, I, <laughs> I got to go back. <laughs> good luck because I felt like I was a mess inside, mm. you know. And I remember going back to my house and my friends, like, there's a party. There's going to be hookah. There's going to be alcohol. And I'm like, man like do I go I don't want to go I just gave my life to Jesus I don't I don't want to go but be it's crazy because before that I would have said yes heck yeah I'm gonna go you wouldn't have hesitated yeah but this time I was like I don't want to go you know I started not having that desire anymore and so um and this was at 15 correct yeah like around that age yeah so um I, uh, so, but I, end, after she told me, like, hey, there's this party, so I was like, okay, I'll go, but I'm not going to drink. I told her, I'm not going to drink. I don't want to get drunk. So she said, okay, okay, I'll just watch you, you know, we'll, you know, that's the friend that Glad was talking about. <laughs> they were together, and they are crazy. <laughs> and so, and so people would know us because I would always invite people to go out, you know, so mm-hmm. everyone already knew, like, hey, that's, you know, she's down to, like, just do whatever. And so I would just go, and everyone knew me as that, like, you know, so I had this reputation yes. of just being this party, you know, girl. And so I get invited, and I'm there, and I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, I shouldn't be here. Like, the voice of God is like, what are you doing here? Self-conviction <laughs> yeah, for the first yeah, time. Yes, <laughs> like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be home reading your word. <laughs> and so um, I'm there, and they're like, do you want to drink? I'm like, no, no, I'll just, I'll just smoke. I'll just smoke. So I'm smoking. And then after that, I was like, I'm never coming back. I'm never coming back again. And so I told my Did friend. Did you see the party differently? Yes. It was not fun. Okay. It was, I was yeah. I was like, was it fun anymore? Or was it just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, no, 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 because no, it was empty from yep. the beginning. You know, I was there to find something, and it w- was never there. Yeah. So it started hitting me like there's nothing here. Good. And good. I and I lost all my friends, 
that you know partied with me mm-hmm. and all of these things and so i uh i try to look for a church nearby and my friend clara and her boyfriend are going to that church that they always were trying to invite me to mm-hmm. so i joined that church which is imop um were they still going themselves yes okay. yes they were dating and they were going themselves and so i started joining and started worshiping god started going into cell group which is like bible study for them and i just felt alive like i just felt water i felt like man the love of god is here i felt about the love that you were missing yes you know and so um and my mom started going and i saw her like she was so supportive when i went because i know i had you know i put her through so much you know, just stuff, and, you know, I did stuff to her that was messed up, and so, you know, she was, I'm very happy that um, she was able to go and support mm. me, and we started going together on Sundays, and we're there receiving, and I'm see- seeing her answer altar call, and her get delivered, Amen. like, her, her, um, just, like, I would see her just crying in the altar, just crying because she's been through her own stuff. She yes. has her own testimony. She has, she's the way that she is because of whatever happened to her when she was little, you know? And so. So it was through her seeing a change in you. Yeah. Where she's like, wow, I got to check this out and yeah, support her and see what it's all about. Yeah. And, and she started seeing me read the word and she's like, wow, my my daughter she's reading the bible you know (laughs) like what this is unheard of and so i go to and then the problems start rising up you know and i go to my family's gatherings and they're like oh so we hear you're christian you know because your mom was catholic you know so how was that yeah so funny story my sister one of them she was actually a leader of the virgin mary like they would do they do these things called rosarios Mm -hmm. so they take virgin mary house to house and they'll do like their ceremony for for the idols yes yeah and so she was the leader doing that and so was her aunt but not from my mom's side, from her dad's side. Oh, okay. we have different parents. Yeah. And so there was this deep resistance in family gatherings. I would be like, that's idolatry. We don't do that. Like, they would tell me, like, whoa, what, do you believe in this? Do you believe in that? And I'm like, no, I don't believe in that. I believe in the word of God. I believe in Jesus. You know, the, the Bible says you shall, you shall not have any idols. You shall not do this. You shall not... Um, you know, do all of these things that you guys are doing, you know, <laughs> and they got deeply offended and they kicked me out of, uh, they kicked me out of, um, Thanksgiving, like halfway, like they kicked me <laughs> out. I got choked one oh time. Yeah. I got choked one time. And, you know, I, I was like, you know what? I, I didn't fight back y'all because I knew I deserved it. Like I knew not that I deserved it, but I knew like, they saw me in my rebellion. Mm-hmm. I understand. You know, so I didn't fight. And I I try not to have my heart hardened towards them, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And just have mercy and grace and understand that there's power in the gospel and that it's going to be offensive, mm-hmm. you know? And so... So during all this, real quick, 
Yeah. With your family kind of turning their back on you, your friends, you lost all your friends. Um, was that tough for you to make those stands? Like, did you ever feel like, oh, I want to kind of just go back? Or you was God, it was a complete change, and you're just like, well, I don't care. No, because I had no problems making a stand for Jesus because I was so filled with his love, his fire, his joy that I didn't care if I offended you. Mm-hmm. This is the truth, you know, and so I didn't care who you were. I'm going to talk to you about Jesus and what Jesus did in my life, you know, and I started um, receiving healing because pastor would talk about things like, you know, not having the love of your parents and seeing abuse and all these things. I'm like, man, this is me. Yeah, this is answering all these things like, wow, God does love me. God is here. I'm not alone. You know, I'm not abandoned. And once I gave my life to Jesus, I stopped having sleep paralysis. Mm. So I saw a breakthrough. I saw the power of God flowing through me. So I couldn't deny it. Mm. And I couldn't not talk about Jesus. So I was one of those that I don't care who you are, who you are. I'm going to talk to you about God and I don't care. So, so that was me in those, in those moments. And I was fairly young. I, I didn't, I still had a lot of anger issues and what is your what did your dad think through all this especially seeing your mom go to church with you and all that stuff he hated it he would um so my sister would try to talk to my dad about um Jesus and um he he would kick them out he would kick her out of the house he would kick her out like don't talk to me about your Jesus and my dad and during that time, started cheating on my mom openly, like started talking to women in front of her, like, oh, mi amor, like over the phone to other girls. Oh, my goodness. And so my brother and myself and my mom, we were angry. We we're like, dude, you have no respect. You have no respect. Like she, she might not be your wife, but she's our mom and you have no respect towards her. So. All of us together, we kind of kicked him out the house, like, get out, you know, and he was, because he was cheating, you know, and maybe when I, when we were younger, yeah, you could, you, you got away with a lot of the stuff that you got away with, but you're not going to get away with all these things, because he was cheating on my mom when I was a little girl. My mom started telling me, like, as I got older, like, your dad was cheating on me. Yeah. You know, and so uh, we started you know, to say that, like, dad, who are you talking to? You know, like, my brother started hearing him, like, talk to the woman and all these things. So kicked him out of the house, told him, dad, you need to leave, like, you know, and my mom, my mom and my dad started getting into arguments again. And during all this time of us giving our lives to Jesus, starting to have a relationship. So there was, so dad's not in the house. He's not in the picture anymore. It's just me, my mom, my dad, my brother. Did your brother go to church with you guys? So in the beginning he did. Um, he actually came to Christ before I did. Oh, so that friend was my friend. So my friend that invited me to church, her boyfriend was my brother's friend. Oh, but they had okay. an acquaintance. So my brother had one friend in the church, and he would invite him there as well. To go, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So they had a, there was another guy. There was two guys from our school that would go to church. And so my, my brother would go and in the beginning, but then he, 
he backs it. Okay. And he went full on, like, just sin, you know. Yeah. So at first he did, but then he, once my dad was gone, he, he stopped going. Mm-hmm. Stopped going to church. But I, I kept going. Me and my mom kept going. And um, I was madly in love with Jesus in high school, and I would just talk to people about God. I will make friends. I will make more Christian friends. Um, so let's... So then let's go back to uh, to <laughs> what Glad was talking about when you started talking to him and sliding in his DMs. <laughs> it was, it was more of just, uh, you're just being friendly? No, so <laughs> I actually did care about school, and I knew that Glad was Asian and Filipino. <laughs> he was smart. And he was smart. So I, when I would slide into his DM and I dare him to pull up the DMs, it's literally, hey, do you have the homework? <laughs> And he would be like, no. And I'm like, dude, what kind of nerd doesn't have the homework? <laughs> so I would just like be like, bye. I I didn't find that attractive at all. Attractive at all in, in, um, in, in high school. Yeah, high school. Uh, you know, I thought he looked like a boy. You know? And I just, I just didn't, you know, I just didn't like him, you know. Ouch. I'm sorry. She, she, she used you. She used you for homework. She used you. <laughs> he must be a nerd. Give me the homework, dude. Yeah, I was like, what kind of nerd doesn't have the homework? <laughs> and I can, I can see Glad all quiet all. What? Like <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so, so then, uh, so then you go into a bad four-year relationship. Was that? Started in high school or right after high school? So it was still in high school. I was, I was underage. I was sixteen, and this guy, um, he was. This guy. So was he older? Yeah, he was older. How much older? Way older. Like how much older? He's twenty-one. I was sixteen. Okay, thought you were gonna say like forty or something. (laughs) I mean, back in back in the day, it was normal, but it's not normal, (laughs) you know. But um, where'd you meet this guy? Uh, my nephew, it was his friend, and um, one time we were all hanging out, and he was, like, trying to be slick. He's like, so what music do you listen to? And this was when I came to Christ, and I was like, he's like, he's trying to start a conversation with me, and during the time, I didn't want to talk to him. I was I was madly in love with Jesus. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I had no interest in any anything, mm-hmm. you know, just God, and... I'm like, he's like, you listen to salsa? You listen to what, this, that? I'm like, no. I was like, no, I don't listen to none of that. And he's like, so what do you listen to? And I'm like, I listen to, I listen to worship music. You know, I love God. I love Jesus. I go to Christian church. He's like, oh, yeah? I, I've i been to church. He's like, I, I know certain, you know, bands, Christian bands. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, wow, you do? I was very naive. And he starts telling me, like, he's a Christian. He starts telling me he's a Christian. He's this and that. And he's feeding you all the lines and he duped you into a relationship? Yeah. Well, um, definitely I was not interested in the beginning. But then after him talking to me, I was like, oh, wow, this guy loves God. Like, you know, (laughs) and he has a car and, you know, and all these things. And so we started, yeah, we started talking, and he starts picking me um, after school from from the high school. Starts picking me up, taking me places, you know. And but I'm like, I'm going to church. Like, I'm, I go to church. Like you say you go to church, so you must come to my church, you know, if that's what you're all about. 
And so he's like, oh, okay, you know, like, I'll go, you know, I know Jesus, you know. And he starts telling me, like, he knew his Bible. So apparently he starts telling me that his dad was sick and um, they're very poor and um, there's people in the church that help them. And so his mom will go to church and take the kids and they kind of grew up sort of in, in church and they knew of the Bible and they knew all of this. So for a very long time, I, I, I fell into that. Like, oh, he must, there must be hope there. You know, he probably loves God, you know. But then he was only interested in one thing. You know, he, he trapped me, you know, and I fell into that. And so, and he would lie to me. Like, he would be like, oh, I'm a virgin. I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, he it was, you. Yeah. He took advantage of you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I could see that, that he was trying to take me away from church, take me away from God, and started telling me, like, God's not real. If, if God was real, why don't he heal my dad? You know, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, I thought you loved Jesus. I thought you believed in God. <clears throat> I thought you didn't deny you know, Jesus. And so, um, you know, as, as time went on, I started like in the beginning, I was like, you know, you fall for it. The guy, you know, he's giving you attention. Your dad's not home. That's that, you know, that, that love that you're, you know, you kind of want. And then the Jesus out this, you know, this facade, you know, and I fell into that, but then I, I want to be in church. This guy's not there. I don't have to be in this relationship. I remember someone I remember someone in my family telling me, How long have y'all been together? I'm like, oh, it's been like four years. She said, You're not gonna get married? I'm like, heck no, I'm not gonna marry with get married with him. So I was like, oh, man, what am I doing? And so how I, did it go on for four years? Um, I got used to I got used to the companionship. I got used he was there all the time with my family because of my cousin because of my nephew they're friends best friends and the family knew him did you see any correlation between you and him and being comfortable with him and you and your mom and your dad where she was comfortable and okay I'll put up with whatever yes yes and I, I started doing that you know just like oh he's just there you know but then a sister in the Lord thank the Lord for sisters in the Lord who tell the truth um she comes up to me and it's like, she tells me straightforward, Juanita. <laughs> I'm going to say her name. She comes up, she tells me that he does not love God. He doesn't love you. Leave him. You're wasting your time. Very lovingly told yeah. me that. And I was like, okay, but how do I do this in my mind? How do I get rid of this guy? So in the beginning, I would kind of like, hinted to him like hey, I don't want to be like I don't want to you know but he would kind of just still be there so um so one time we're in a in a family gathering and his family gathering so I'm like man how do I get like what do I do what do I do to to start something so he doesn't see me the same so he just you know just hates me so he doesn't you know call me back text me back and so um, 
uh, my nephew sent him like a picture of a girl who's kind of like half dressed, half not, you know. So at the time, I didn't care. Like I, I really didn't care because I knew my nephew was just sending it to him, and the yeah. guys are just dumb, you know. And so, but I made it a big deal. I was like, "What? What are you doing?" You know. <laughs> and and so I start swinging at him in front of his family. <laughs> like you see this little girl, and there's this big guy, and I'm just swinging, and I'm like. Like, just, I don't like you. I hate you. you da, 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 da. My nephew's all like, he fed chill, chill. Everyone's <laughs> like, chill, chill. And so I could see, and I could see him, like, getting angry. So I go more. Like, I just start punching even more. Like, I hate you. And then he gets really, really mad because, you know, his family's there. Yeah, and like, you're embarrassing him. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, because I'm causing a scene and I look terrible. And, you know, which I didn't care because I didn't care for him. I didn't care about the relationship. And so I was like, okay, you know, and I could tell like he didn't he didn't want to talk to me after that. So I was like, okay, you know, that worked, you know. <laughs> that worked. But then he starts calling me, starts texting me again, like I want you, you know, like girl, you know. But <laughs> I I didn't want I didn't want to be in a relationship. Yeah, you were done. So yeah. dur- during these four years, did um did your relationship with God suffer? Like was it you? Absolutely. Less going to church and less kind of. I wasn't less. I wasn't less going to church. I was still going to church, but I felt dirty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I felt like, man, I'm wasting my time, and I'm I'm just. I feel like a pig, just dirty. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know that I I shouldn't be with this person. Were you yeah. physically? Did he get what he wanted? Yeah. So, at that, so with you sleeping with him, did you have conviction of, of uh, fornication? Yes, and I did. And once I realized that he was just interest interested in that because that was his goal. Mm-hmm. That that's the worldly guy's goal is to just get one thing and that's it. You know, it's not to love you, marry you. That's all just a lie. You know, like, I love you, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to get, and that's what he was telling me. Like, I want to marry you. I want to do, and one time I realized that that's not true. I was like, what am I doing here? Like, am I still going to believe in this? Am I still going to believe in his lies and his flattery? So that's when, like, I kind of got tired and I was like, God, like, I need you to help me. You know, and so. So did you resist him trying to get back with you? Yeah. You shut him down? Yeah. So after that, I was like, you know, I'm a t- I'm, I was trying to get over that relationship because he was still kind of calling me and everything, but I would ignore it. I started blocking him. I, I blocked him and everything. Like, didn't want to be in contact with him. And so I started, um, I was like, I, I didn't know how to be alone. I didn't know how to move on, mm-hmm. you know? And so... I was like, let me talk to other people. Let, maybe I just need to talk to other people, you know, to, to forget, mm-hmm. to get over it. And so that's when I started talking to Glad. And I was like, God's supposedly a Christian, you know. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me go. <laughs> let me go. Let me talk to him, you know. And we have, we have a friend um, who had posted him. I don't know if I want to say his name. But I was like. I remember telling my mom, mom, there's this guy, he's in the Air Force, 
And I don't know if he has family. He went to boot camp. He came back in town. Should we invite him to air to the lake? Like, what do you think? You know, my mom's like, see, see, invitalo. You know, invite him. So because my brother's in the art in the in the air um in the army, mm-hmm. and my brother he would stay in McGuire, and that's where he was at certain times and sometimes sometimes i would post that i would be there and when i would be there that would be like you're here you're here come through girl come through (laughs) and i was like i ain't gonna come through (laughs) so i knew he was like he was military i knew he was you know in training and and in the beginning i was not like interested at all but then after that relationship and I just want to get over everything, want to get over the past. I was like, let me try to talk to someone else. In the beginning, I didn't want nothing serious. I just wanted a guy to talk to, kind of just get over it. So I started talking to Glad, and I knew that my ex was like, he would drive through my neighborhood. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, he would drive through my neighborhood, and we would see his car, you know. He would talk to my brother sometimes as well, and... um you be like, how's Yvette, you know, how's how she's doing, you know, and like, <laughs> and all of these things. And I love that you do the voice, by the way. I love it. I love that you do the voice. And so I'm talking, I'm talking to Glad now. Um, and so as we're hanging out, as I invite him to the, so in high school, Glad was very different. He was very quiet, very like just um, to himself uh he wasn't really he was he wasn't really vocal about jesus and that's something that i knew about him and i didn't like that you know because i wanted someone who loved god who really really wanted to make a stand for jesus Mm -hmm. you know and his power and his you know his glory and everything and so um but um after after that happened uh, after that relationship, I was like, man, I really need to get over this. I need to just move on. So I started talking to Glad, and he's all like, I invite him over. And then my my, my niece, when I see him um, coming out the house, he's all muscle because he was in boot camp and he's working out. Now you found I him was, attractive? Yeah. I was like, dang. Oh. I was like, dang, Glad changed. He's not a boy. He's, he's a man. He, you know, the military did something to him. They made a man out of him. Yeah. That's why she's on the canoe and she's all, so let's play a game. Yeah. And so, and my brother's in, in, the, in the army and I looked up to him and he's a ranger and he, you know, he works hard he's you know providing and you know i've seen my brother alex shout out to alex he's he's a man and he loves me and you know and so i longed for that mm-hmm. and so i start seeing that and glad i'm like wow you know glad you know he's you know military and so my brother's military i'm i'm familiar to all of that yes and so i love that about him and so he's in the lake and he's not there. And I, my, me and my niece, we're in the same grade. And he, we both knew Glad in high school. She, t- she looks at me. She's like, dang, Glad changed. <laughs> he looked good. And when she said, I was like, girl, I invited him. Uh-uh. So I had to make it obvious, like, girl, uh-uh. You, you know, you. Dibs, dibs. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it be crazy now in these generations. You got to claim your fish. You know? <laughs> 
So I felt like God put me in a sticky situation, you know? And so that's that's the backstory, y'all. So you, know, you gotta make yourself clear sometimes. But anyways. Oh, oh you're so funny. And so um Brad and I were hanging out, he's coming to my house. You know, my dad's not home. It's super easy. You know, I don't, you know, my dad's not home to be like, you know, I don't have no Christian dad. And my my dad's not home to be like, hey, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, who the hell, you know? And so, <clears throat> so no, so, you know, he he has access to that. My mom, she could, she could only do so much. You know, I love you moms, but moms can't only do so much. You right. know, they're going to find a way. You're going to find a way. Yeah. And so, you know, and, um, when I'm when I'm hanging out with Glad, I remember one time we're hanging out. But even before that, I would get weird numbers calling me, and like Georgia, Louisiana, Wyoming, and I'm like, who the heck is calling me in all these numbers? And I had a feeling it was my ex, mm. and they kept calling me and calling me and calling me. And one time, me and Glad are together. I'm like, I pick up. I'm like, yeah, you know. And my ex is like, he's just cursing me out. Da, 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 da. And I'm telling him, like, leave me alone. Like, I moved on. Like, why can't you just leave me alone? And so I didn't want to waste my time. So I told Glad, you talk to him. <laughs> so Glad's talking to him over the phone. And he's telling him, hey, she's not interested. <laughs> like, you got to let it go. Were you, know? you guys together or no? You mm-hmm. guys were just talking. We were, I'm not sure if we... We were starting to talk and like hang out, like, but, but we weren't official. official. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't official, and so, so yeah, and so. In the beginning, after that first day in Hoboken, where you know all the people, you know, take all the girls, and I knew what what was happening, and I'm like, man, this guy is like, like I could tell Glad's like trying to push himself too much, you know, and uh, and I'm trying to like hey, like, you know, like, I am not here for that, you know, and mm-hmm. so to all the girls, like, don't, don't, don't do that, you know, like, don't be in a place where you're supposed, you're not supposed to be in, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. we put ourselves in those situations, and I shouldn't have, you know, and so, you know, I remember, I know he said that you kind of, like, sighed, do you remember that? Do you remember I that I don't moment? remember that, but oh. I do remember being like, man, you know, like, what am I doing here? I'm never coming back. And I remember after that, I remember telling God, like, no, God, this is not for me. Like, I don't want to talk to him. I don't like this. I don't want to be in this situation. I don't want to be, you know, in this. And so I stopped talking to him, and we kind of just stopped talking. And then later on, he was like, he was one day he 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 was like, hey, like you want to hang out? You want some Jamba Juice? Have you had Jamba Juice? And I didn't, you know. I was like, and dumb me. I'm like, okay, you know. But this time I'm like, I'm gonna bring my friend, you know. I'm gonna bring my friend, so I'm not alone with him. So I bring my friend, the one who's in our marriage certificate. <laughs> so I, it's crazy. Life is crazy, but so she comes with me, you know, because I didn't want him to feel like. It's just going to be easy here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like this is not what it's about. You know, like there's I don't want I don't want him to have ill thoughts towards me and in, intentions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or have easy access, you know. And so it's it's double standards for guys and girls, you know, to to really make that, um, you know, 
like, hey, boundaries, mm-hmm. you know. And so this is why I love the fellowship, because I was like, man, if Glad and I were in this fellowship, life would have been a little bit a lot easier, you know. And so we started dating and I started going to his church. He starts coming to my church and, um, you know, I, I, I go to his church. I start meeting his pastor, his family and um vice versa and um it's it's good you know and but we did end up falling under you know fornication after for a really long time we did we didn't like when we were trying to talk but once he was like hey do you want to be my girlfriend I was like wow he's he's being kind you know he's he's not pursuing me like that you know Mm -hmm. he 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 does he does love me does care for me so I was very naive, and so we, you know, we um, kind of just, you know, just, you know, fornicated and whatnot. Yeah, so. one thing led to another. Yeah. So you compromised. So did you yeah. feel? Did you feel bad after it? I asked. Glad. I think that Glad felt more bad than I did, honestly, because I would see him afterwards, pray, get on his knees, and start praying. Like, he would be, like, he would be on the side of my bedroom just, Lord God, forgive me of my sin. Lord, please forgive me. I don't want to do this. And all of these things. And I'm like, what is he doing? Like, this is not Christianity. Like, what is, like, and I would look at him and I would tell him, what What are you doing? He's like, my mom always told me you never know when Jesus is going to come back. You know, like, you got to be ready. Like, you got to repent. I was like. Uh, so he did that every. So he would do this. <laughs> he would every do time. <laughs> every time. No, he would just randomly do it. <laughs> and so, so yeah, it's and and um, yeah, and then um, I remember um, yeah, after that, after that whole thing, uh, we started. So you know, we we fornicated. Uh, and I would feel bad in, in um, church, you know, but there was never really, like, any standard, you know. They would say, they would preach on sin and fornication, you know. And like Glad said, like, we choose to sin. Mm. So, you know, a lot of it is on us. Lack of discipline, lack of, you know, trust in the Lord, lack of waiting on God, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and so I got pregnant, and I... When I I remember getting pregnant and just starting to feel sick, starting to get nauseous and throwing up. And so what was the what was your your first initial thought when you found out you were pregnant? Um, I like, was. Did your heart sink, or you just like oh? My God. Yeah, I was so terrified because Glad would talk to be talk to me about marriage when we were dating. He would he would be like, "Hey, I want to get married." You know, I want to get married with you, you know, and all these things. And I'll be like, what do you mean you want to get married? I'm 19. I don't know what I want to do with my life, you know. And so, uh, so I could, I could see him longing for marriage, but I was, I was freaked out because I didn't see a good, healthy marriage in my, my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I didn't see a loving father figure. I didn't see a love, you know, a, a, a love dynamic in my home. And I didn't want that. I, I thought as marriage as something horrible, yeah. you know, and like, I don't want, I don't need that. Yeah. It's and miserable. So you're like, I don't want to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. But and yeah, you were, you were doing the same thing your mom did. 
you weren't getting married, but you were in yeah. these relationships. Yeah. With no commitment. Which is, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. And so then, um, after, th- after that, uh, I got pregnant and I was like, I'm not getting married. And I, I, I started feeling really bad as a, as a disciple towards my leaders. I was like, these people have invested so much time in me, so much effort, you know, and I felt so guilty as being a disciple and getting getting pregnant and my sin coming to my face and I didn't want to I didn't want to feel like I let them down or or them feel a certain way towards me like man like you know mm-hmm. so I remember telling glad like I'm not gonna have this baby I'm I'm aborting this child and so I remember calling different places and setting up for uh, an abortion so you saying that kind of sounds like you uh like you didn't have any hesitation like it was just like no i want to abort this baby mm-hmm. like, did you not have any uh, morals or anything of you're gonna kill your own child you're just like no, no i'm just gonna abort it not in that moment because all i could see for this person is pain in life mm-hmm. you know and suffering and 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 me just being selfish mm-hmm. i don't want to step up I don't want to do, you know, taking that motherly role or being under this guy who I don't even know that well. I just met him, you know, not too long ago, you know. So if you would have went through with it, do you think you could have? Like, do you think if you went into the doctor's office and do you think you would have been able to? Or do you think you something would have stopped you from doing it? I don't know. I don't know. And so I remember... I remember one night, I don't know if it was the night before the abortion or something like that, but I was hearing a voice saying, kill it. I, I turn off the lights, getting ready to, to go to bed, and I hear a voice in my room saying, kill it, kill it, kill it. And oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I'm like, who is saying that? That's that not demon me. that you summoned with the Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, when I hear that, I sit up on the side of my bed and this voice comes out of me and it says, devil, get away from me. I'm not going to I'm not going to kill this child. I'm going to have this child. And when I said that, I, I was like, did I just say that? And I started crying, and I felt so bad. And I started telling God, I'm so sorry, God, for even thinking about that, mm. for even the thought of killing this child. And I started begging God, like, God, give me love for this child. Give me love for this person. You know, help me, God. And so I, I remember just being, just crying there. And then I don't know if it was that day or the next day, and I just told God, like, I don't care. I don't care what you say. I'm going to have this child. I'm going to keep this child. I'm not going to kill this person. You know, and so God's like, well, we should go to the leaders and tell them, you know, tell tell them what's going on, that you're pregnant, you know. And so we're, we're terrified. We're like, man, they're going to kick us out of this church, <laughs> you know. They're going to they're gonna be like, you fake Christians or something because I knew better. Yes. You know, and and I and I felt awful of everything, and so 
I remember going, sitting before them, and and then Glad's just like, she's pregnant. Yvette's pregnant. And she's like, congratulations, Yvette, you're pregnant. She hugged me. And I was super weirded out. I'm like, why is she hugging me? Why is she telling me congratulations? Why, is she, why isn't she shaming me? Why, why isn't she telling me I'm a bad person, you know? And I don't know. Maybe she's seen, she's seen things happen in the church. I don't know. People leave the church and because of dumb things. And so, um, so Glad's like, you know, we need to get married. You know, they're, they're like, oh, you guys need to get married. So I'm like, what? I'm going to get married? Like, I need to get married with this guy? And so Glad's really like, we got to get married. We got to get married. And my leaders are like, you guys got to get married. And so. And uh, in your mind, you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm 19. What am I going to do? Like, I'm married. And so uh, th- that night or a few nights later, because I'm giving Glad trouble, like, I'm really resisting marriage because I've. We've had conversations of submission and what the Bible says. And I'm like, God, I love you, but I don't know about submission. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, Jesus, you know, about some wives need to submit under men. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I haven't seen a good man in my life, you know. <laughs> and, and that's just the honest truth. To me, they're just abusive and, and good for nothing. Cheaters. Yeah. So I'm like, God, you got to prove me. You got to show me. So I told, I told God, I was like, God, if God's the person that you want me to marry, I need you to show me and tell me. I'm not going to marry him unless you tell me. Mm-hmm. So that night, I have a dream. And in this dream, Glad's decorating these two trees with bows. And he's telling all these girls, decorate the tree. She's coming. She's coming. And then they see me. And, and they're like, she's here. So Glad gets under, he gets on one knee and he has a ring. And I'm just like, ah, he's telling me to be his wife. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like all ecstatic in my dream, like all happy. And he just puts the ring on, he puts the ring in my finger and I'm like, wow. And I wake up and I'm like, wow, God. You're crazy, God. <laughs> you know? And and I was like, wow, God really answered. He really answered. And we got married. It's interesting that uh that both you and Glad had very vivid, uh distinct dreams about certain situations and decisions you had to make in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So at this point you get you go through with it, you get married. Um marriage yeah. starts off rocky and uh isn't yeah what you hoped it would be so going through all, all the stuff that you went through with glad did you have moments of uh <coughs> regret or in your head going like man i knew it this dude was just another loser like i thought everybody else was like every other man well one thing that happened very very early on before we got married, I, I believe. Um, I remember we took a trip to Mexico. And we're sitting in the sand. And this was before Josea would come. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this was... 
I don't know if we had the marriage certificate. I don't know if we were already married, but very, very early on when I was pregnant, he's like, I need to tell you something. I need to talk to you about certain things. So I was like, okay. And I, I'm very concerned because of the way he told me. I'm like, man, what's he going to tell me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so we're in the sand. And he starts confessing to me things like his trip. You know? oh, this is what he told you? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's telling me about his trip and the issues he struggles with. And I get my, my stomach sinks and I'm pregnant and I felt something in me like, oh, dang, you know, like I'm going to have to like, put up with this you know i'm gonna have to um just just be aware of this Mm -hmm. you know and look out for this and so so yeah i i um you know there was a lot of things that weren't said to me but i know that there were things that were said to me that at least it gave me a heads up you know, to what's to come because now I know some of the issues. Mm-hmm. And so I remember once we got married, we got we got settled into our apartment. And Glad had a lot of um, anger issues that I um, that I could see where he would just scream and lash out. And in the beginning, it was very, like, I didn't know how to react to it. So I would just go run (laughs) inside the bathroom and just cry because I didn't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And, but I started kind of, like, retaliating. Mm. You know, I started fighting back, scream back at him. And it was scary. It was always scary um, confessing or telling, sharing to people these things mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I just didn't feel like I could or I was... To him things or to people in general that, hey, me and Glad are going through problems? Yeah, that. Like okay. us going through things and things of that nature and getting that type of counsel. We were getting counsel in the beginning of our marriage and that was very, that was helpful with the youth the youth leaders we would tell them hey we were we were fighting you know i would call the youth pastor hey she's acting crazy (laughs) come save me (laughs) so you know we did have a lot of those but i think that i don't know i i i don't know if it was because we're young and we're learning i don't know but it was very hard trying to like i think with the issues that he had his his addiction to pornography really uh brought a lot of destruction Mm -hmm. to to the marriage because of the anger the resentment the bitterness the unforgiveness the selfishness you know just all piles up together and so there's like this all these problems well there's also the unwantedness right like the unloved like why am i not good enough for you Mm -hmm. that starts to bring up issues yeah you know what i mean and then it's this vicious cycle because now you're mad and da 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 da, and then now he goes back to this, and then you're like, well, now you're hurt again, and now you're mad, and then you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. this yeah, vicious he was, cycle. Because he has, as he mentioned, he, he would do it out of spite almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You guys are arguing, he's like, oh, whatever. 
Yeah. And he he would confess to me like, hey, I, I did this and I did that, you know, and even even when we wouldn't, you know, argue or stuff. And um, so it was uh, I didn't like I don't know how to tell him. I don't know whether to tell him to help or I also didn't want to kind of expose him like that, you know, or say stuff about him, you know, like. I don't know how to go about this stuff, you know, but we did end up, ended up getting counsel. And I felt that if he had issues, he should say them, you know, but for me, like, I got to say what, what I'm going through. But in the moment of us getting counsel, we're more fighting of who's right. Uh, You know, we're still in that face of I'm right. And he's like, I'm right. So you're not getting nowhere. Because yeah. both both of y'all think you're right. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I was for many years, I was the, that's the problem. And a lot of you can't move forward when you you think you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that's a yeah. lot. Well, th- one of the things that uh, Pastor Luis always mentions um, is during counseling sessions, especially with couples, is they're hindered because they don't put everything out on the table. Some, they're holding back. They're not saying everything. So, you know, when trying to get counseling with only hearing, you know, bits and pieces of what's really happening. Right. You're never going to see progress. You know Mm-mm. what I mean? So, so yeah. So just a lesson for anybody, you know, going through counseling and stuff like that. Like, it all has to come out on the table. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, from the wives, the husbands. Because once you hold things back, then, yeah, then you're never going to see any uh, development of no progress. You know what I mean? So, okay. So, <clears throat> So then do we get to uh, the divorce papers? Do you have anything else you want to talk before that? Because when, when he served the divorce papers, he said you kind of seemed a little stunned, like, what the heck is this? Like, yeah. So at that point, did you think you were your marriage was okay? Like, did it come out of nowhere? Um, so for a re- very long time, I feel like I, I wanted to deal with my issues in my marriage. So I knew, like, he had his issues, I had my issues. And I was tired of pointing the finger at him and saying, you know, I'm the problem, too. You know, and so I tried getting help. I remember going to, uh, like, an AA, Christian AA. I don't know if you guys know, celebrate recovery. So I ended up doing the 12 steps, trying to get counsel, you know, starting to share what the things that happened to me when I was younger, the abuse, the um, did homos- you know about his abuse? No, did he know about yours? Uh, yes and no. So he knew about my abuse, but he didn't know that I had homosexual tendencies. Oh, okay, okay. So he didn't know about the homosexuality until like two years, three years in the marriage. And that was, like, really what my anger came from. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the ang- a lot of my anger actually came from that. Because the going to the 12 steps, the AA, the Christians, uh, the, Chris- the Christian AA, uh, I-, I went there. And I went mainly for my anger because... One of us has to be patient. You know, we can't <laughs> kill each other, you know? And so 
I was like, God, I, I don't know what to do, Jesus. You know, I was so frustrated, so desperate. And so I knew I had to repent, and I told God I'm sorry for, for, for the things that I've done in my marriage, for the things that I've brought into my marriage. And so I tried to um, get help and get counsel uh, with pastors, with all these things. And, you know, in the beginning I was helping, and I, 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 I remember there was a moment where I was like, God, why am I so angry? Why am I so angry? And God's like, because you don't trust me. Why, why don't I trust you? He's like, because of what happened to you when you were young. You know, you don't trust me. You don't trust your husband. You don't want to submit under him. You know, you, mm. you're, not submitting, you're not submitting to your husband because you're not submitting to me. And I was like, wow, okay. And I felt delivered in that moment. Like, wow, God, okay. And him healing my heart and touching me, and I was more patient and more loving towards him. But then there was a moment where I knew that there's certain things that would get that really ticked off. Mm-hmm. That it would just he would be he, it would not be him. It was just not my husband anymore. And I think that's why a lot of the times I gave him mercy and grace because when I looked at him, I knew that was not him. I knew that I was not glad because I knew, like, that doesn't look like my husband. That looks like a demon in him, you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, so there was, after that, um, I, I tried to get help, and but we, we got into that argument where towards the end there in, in the military and... He's really thinking, like, we should stay in California. I don't want to stay in California. I don't want to stay in the military. The only good thing is the financial help and all of these things. But I'm like, we can't serve God, you know, because he's gone. He's deployed. His job, a lot of the fighting as well was because he has 12-hour shifts. We don't see him. And so... You know, he comes home to his wife who's tired, who has a baby, has to feed him, has to clean the house, doesn't have family, doesn't have anybody, you know. That's just you too. Yeah. It's just, it's like being sent out without Jesus, (laughs) you know. You're being sent out and you don't got, you you know, and so, um, and so it was very difficult and I try to surround myself with a a lot of Christian, um, Christian military families. And um, they were very understanding, you know, the military has a reputation for having a lot of marital problems, a lot of substance abuse, a lot of uh, alcohol abuse, a lot of physical abuse. It's not, it's not uncommon. It's not like it's not there. Like they know and they're like, you bet you're, you guys, I think a lot of people treat it as you guys are just a military family who's going through it, who's young. And so a lot of it kind of just like was being sweeped under the wrong it's like it's not a big deal but to me it was to us it is and to god it is yeah you know and so well even even glad saying oh yeah they just put me in a hotel room to get me away yeah, yeah. like like for the weekend so we're not fighting like yeah that was their answer yeah and so um so yeah so we we try i try to get some help but i could tell that he still had a lot of resentment towards me because 
I don't know if he was holding resentment or bitterness, but in the beginning of our marriage and in in between, I would, when he would get me really mad, I would throw my hands on him and I would throw him things and I was abusive to him, you know? And Mm so. Did you ever notice that that was another aspect of your mom? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to say that's my, it's just my mom's fault. I think. No, of course not. But yeah. But you know, you growing up with the resentment towards your mom and, and uh, I mean, we brought it up with, you know, the relationship aspect yeah. of complacency, but as far as the physical aspect of mm-hmm. seeing your mom throw things at your dad and yeah. all that kind of stuff, um, like, did you ever see, like, man, I'm acting like my mom did? Right, because obviously, yeah. you know, you guys being physical and attacking each yeah. other and stuff, like, that's obviously over the line. You guys yes. should talk about these things, not I think, hate each other. <laughs> I think what my childhood did is um normalize it mm-hmm. you know and so to me it's like it's normal <coughs> you know this is how you're supposed to fight in a you know, yeah this, you know i've seen this so it's it's normal i didn't i didn't think like oh i'm doing what my mom did but i'm definitely i definitely think like this is normal like this oh you know i saw my parents fight you know i saw my mom throwing things you know when you get in a fight you can throw things yeah, yeah. and so which is not good, you know, you shouldn't yeah, do that. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, so, um, so I could, I don't know if he resented me towards that. I, I could tell that, you know, I, I did want to, I, I wanted to let him know, like, I don't want to do that. I don't, like, knowing God, learning more about him, having, Knowing about Jesus, the gospel, what what a loving wife is supposed to be, a respectful wife. Mm-hmm. A, a wife is not supposed to do that. And so I try to get help. Like, that's that's my anger, and I can't let my anger control me because at times it felt like my anger was controlling me. Yeah. My anger was, was dominating me. And not until I started confessing things and saying things to people – confessing the abuse confessing certain things did i progress you know and so 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 this time that you guys were uh, separated when you went back home back east after your domestic violence and he got thrown in jail or whatever um glad had mentioned that you both were kind of focusing on your relationship with god trying to seek him more and get closer to him yeah right so during that time do you feel that uh things were broken during that time, or was it still later that things were broken? Um, I think that during that time, I actually, being away from God made me feel like, wow, I do love him. I want to be with him. I do love my life with him. And I think that the devil would lie to me, like, oh, look at you, you guys. You know, and so... I longed for him, you know, so, so, so if anything, God showed me that you do want to be with him, mm-hmm. which is what, you know, he kind of just said too, like you do want to be with your wife. So I it just opened you guys' eyes to, we need yeah. to work this out and yeah. make it work. Yeah. And when we came back together, we had more love for each other, mm-hmm. more patience and I actually started reading my word more because before I wouldn't read my word as much. I wouldn't 
pray as much and it's forced me to pray and read my word like Mm -hmm. because my sister the one who shared me the gospel was the one that told me hey you need to repent you guys can't be doing this you know and I started confessing to her like this is the stuff that was going in my marriage and she was like oh okay like you know God definitely doesn't want y'all to get divorced, but if you guys want to work things out, you need to repent. You need to love each other. You need to be patient. And so she really helped me. She would always bring scriptures like repent, you know, and something that um, the scripture that came to my mind when I was separated from God was when the Israelites were exiled, exiled of the land because of their sin. Mm-hmm. God took them out of Israel because of their sin. And so I felt like, man, God's taking me out because of my sin, because of my rebellion and my anger. And so it's a time to repent. It's a time to to really know and live the truth mm-hmm. and live in it and practice it. And so going back, I was like, man, I really got to get help. And so that really pushed me to get help, pushed me to want to live more for God. And so this time of you guys coming back together (coughs) and trying to make it really work, is this when uh, everything, you guys laid everything out on the table? Yeah. As far as like the stuff that he hadn't told you about, you haven't told him about. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, we started confessing more things. He didn't really start opening up until later on. It was harder for him to want to get help. Um, I don't know if it's his, his pride, his stubbornness of not wanting to, or shame, not wanting to confess, not wanting to really bring those things in the past of his life that happened to me, to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because he, he told me of his abuse when he was younger, not until like when our contract was almost over. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what? Like, I didn't know you you went through that. But that definitely gave me a lot of compassion towards him and patience. But uh, when he brought in the divorce papers, we got into a really bad argument. And it was over something so small. And I remember him losing so much of his temper and just being filled with rage and I was like what is this guy doing like what is why is he like screaming why is he in this in this state like what's going on with him and so he tells me I'm gonna go get divorce papers I'm like sure okay you know like whatever and then the next day he comes in and I go in the office and there's like papers there and I'm like what are these papers doing here and it says, like, divorce, you know, divorce papers. And I'm, I grab them, and I go to him, and I'm like, what is what is this? You know, what, what, what is this all about? And he's all like, he's all like, oh, this is something I want to talk to you about. And I couldn't take him seriously. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, so he's, like, trying to sit me down over it. So we're sitting down there, and he's like, yeah, I want to. There's these options in divorce, you know, when, uh, you know, you either sign it and it's quicker or you don't sign and it's going to be problem and it's going to be more money and da, 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 da. 
And I grabbed those divorce papers and I ripped them in front of him. I'm like, I'm not getting no divorce paper. I'm not getting no divorce. I'm not signing anything. I'm like, I'm a Christian. I'm going to die Christian. I'm going to die married. Like, <laughs> I, I start going off on him. And I start screaming at him, like, you're crazy. What are you? Aren't you a Christian? Like, why are you, why are you thinking like this? Just go get help. I'm like, you, you really are going to do this? Like, you're going to ruin your life? Go get help. Like, you know? And so I'm angry. I'm like, why would you even think about this stuff? You know? And so super frustrated with him. And um, I call his, I call his, uh, his sergeant. I'm like, hey, like. I don't, I don't want him in the house. Like, go put him somewhere else. You know, I, I don't want him to be here. Like, there's, we're fighting, and I don't want this to get worse, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they come, and they arrest him. And I'm like, why, why did you guys arrest him? They're like, well, by your story, we need to arrest him because it sounds like there's something more, you know? And I'm like, I, like and so he's thinking that, I told them to come and arrest him, but I didn't, you know, and so I had to clarify that with him, like, during that time, but it was just something that I was like, no, I just, I just needed some, like, we just need space, because, you know, we're not seeing eye to eye, you know, we're not, he need like, we just need time away, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want my son to be around here, and he sees us arguing, he sees us fighting, I don't want Jose to see us, he's getting older, he's, he's four now you know and so um and so so during this time um the military puts us into this uh therapy Ah. so yeah so the military is like you know y'all just need to get therapy go into therapy and so uh, we're sitting in the therapy, and um, I stopped talking to Glad. I'm very mad at him for him bringing all those things and fighting with me. And luckily, we have a sister and a brother that live down the street where we live, and they're military too, Christians. And I shared, they kind of knew, like, what was going on between us. Like, we told them, hey, we're fighting, you know. Yeah. So they're like, hey, Glad, if you want, just... Be with us for a little bit. Stay with us until you, you know, glad you get help, you know, because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that glad he just wouldn't get help, you know. And so, you know, so um, I tell Ash, I, I'm like telling God, like, how many times do I need to forgive this guy? How many times do we need to go through this stuff? Like, how long is this going to keep on going, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm getting frustrated with God because I'm like, God, I thought, you know, you're real, you're powerful, you're this, you're that. And I'm not seeing this in my marriage. You know, we're going through all of this stuff, you know. You you see Glad still struggling, yeah. Yeah, and so um, I tell tell my sister, I, I tell her, like, how many times do I got to forgive him? He's not even a real Christian, you know. How is he bringing me divorce papers, you know, and all these things. And she's like, Yvette, be patient, you know, just pray for him. And God tells me forgive 70 times 70. And I'm like, no, I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so um, um, so we're sitting in counseling, and I'm really mad. I'm really angry with glad because of the divorce papers because I, I feel super rejected. Yes. I feel so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 
are you for real? Like, you know, like, you know, just super, super, I just feel really bad. And so we're sitting there and, and, and our therapist, our military therapist. And so she asked Glad, come, he walks in, she's like, so what do you want to do? What y'all want to do? So I'm here waiting for Glad. Like, is he, well, does he want to get divorced? Does he want to, you know, what does he want to do? And he's all like, well, I, you know, I've thought about it. I've never really gotten help before. So I, I'm thinking I'm going to get help. And I'm like, I'm like, really? Like all of this just to for that, you know, like all of these things for him to say, oh, I'm going to get help. And in, in that moment, I wanted to be happy, but I couldn't, you know, because I already felt hurt. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I already felt rejected. And so he tells me towards the end, he tells me, you know, babe, I'm sorry for for doing that. I want to get help. You know, I thought about it. I have never gotten help. I've never shared to people, you know, my issues. I've been hard towards you. Da, 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 da. I want to change. You know, I want our, our life to get better. I want to live for the Lord. I want to trust in God. So he's like, for this time that I have, I'm going to work hard to work on our marriage and just live for God and get out of the military and just trust in the Lord mm -hmm. and financially everything, like just trust in the Lord. And so um, I want to say I chose San Antonio <laughs> because I um we tried getting out of the um the um we tried to get out the reason why we had to get out of the military was because glad tried to change his job change you know everything but they just refused they refused to let him change his career and change the location they were like mm. if you're gonna renew your contract you have to stay in california mm. and i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna raise my kids in california yeah. They're not going to be confused. And with me battling with the things that I battle right. with, with that demonic spirit, I'm like, no way. You're, I'm not going to give my my kids to Saddam and Gomorrah. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, I'm going to Texas, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was like, because this land is so corrupt. Yes. And, and, and you know, there's, there's uh, principalities everywhere. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live in this principality. Mm -hmm. And so, and especially with everything that we've been through, I was like, I'm leaving. And so we came to San Antonio and we ended up moving into the town homes and we were like, we need to get help. And, and while we were over there in uh, California, we were going to AA, but for marriage married couples towards the end mm -hmm. and so we were trying to look for that in um in like christian churches mm -hmm. anything that would help marriages and counsel people so those were the the churches that we would go to um but some of them were very far and some of them were really big and it was kind of hard to connect with people mm -hmm. you know so I, my mom was going to, she came with us when we drove all the way from California to, to Texas. And so, <clears throat> so when she came with us, 
we were we were trying to look for church and um she only speaks spanish mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to figure out like you know what church are we gonna go to you know and my mom has to go back home you know because i don't want her to be with us the whole time you know we're here you know uh we knew that we needed help you know for this for the sake of our marriage for the sake of our family making this big change mm-hmm. and so she's here and 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 i start praying to god i'm like god i need you to put a man and a woman of god it makes me cry but i'm just i'm just praying to god god i need you to put someone who loves you who's gonna care for us who's gonna love on us you know who is who understands who won't think we're crazy you know (laughs) yes who's you know experienced you know and who will who will tell us hey y'all need to change y'all need to get it together who will tell us the truth and so when when you guys are when you guys got the uh the flyer for the church yeah you guys decided to go try it out did you have the same thoughts that glad did like like, wow where is this church where are the people i remember telling god i i remember telling god God, I need these people to be close to me. I need to be run over to their home. Mm-hmm. And if something happens, because I, I knew of the stuff that we've been through. Yeah. And I needed someone that I could trust. You know, and so. Um, How amazing is that, 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 that God put you where he put you without you even knowing Camilo yeah. and Lulu yet, without getting that flyer yet, and you guys were already down the street. Yeah. It's crazy. And so we end up going to their church and we're like, where's everybody? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm all like, okay, where's everybody? You know, like, but I hear the word. I hear what pastors talking about. And I'm like, this is what we need. I love, I love what pastors saying He's saying the truth because there's so many churches that will not tell you the truth, that will not convict you, that will not, that are too afraid to Mm -hmm. expose Mm -hmm. your sin. And so when I hear pastor preach, when I hear him talk, I'm like, this guy loves God and he's not afraid to fluff up our feathers Mm-hmm. you know yes and i and i and i'm like i can't wait you know for later on i was like i can't wait for him to deal with my husband <laughs> but <laughs> but i felt in the beginning i was like very concerned because i'm like man you know we don't have family here you know we really need like a church family mm-hmm. that would help us grow and be a godly example to my son and not feel for kids i didn't want my son to feel afraid you know yes, yeah like where's why are we here by ourselves you know and so but seeing so I, so then uh uh when glad said that uh after you guys visited for the first time that you guys like that place is kind of weird was that glad mainly or like did you because you said that you you recognized yeah. that he was godly or did you think it was a little weird because there's you guys were the only ones there? 
Um, yes. Yes, it was weird because I've never been to a church where, you know, it, you're the only you're the only people there. You know, I've never seen a church that just started. I was like, wow, this is how a church starts. You know, See, it starts then, like this. And then when they uh, invited you guys out to fellowship and this and that, and you found out they lived, you know, down the street from you, did it click no. right away? They're like, oh, wow, this is exactly what I prayed for. Or not really? Yes and no. So, yes to the aspect of these people are close and I'm going to be able to trust them. But is this the church that God wants us to be in? For sure, it didn't, didn't click to me yet, you know? Not until God was like, seek first, and then everything will be added on to you, right? And I think that a lot of people don't get that. Seek first, and then it will be added. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people want the other way around. Everything will be added and then God. But it's not that way. It's sacrificial. And so for me, it didn't hit me until um, until pastor would say stuff like, don't expect God to be faithful if you're not faithful. Mm. And God honors mm-hmm. the sacrifice. And not until Glad and I started sacrificing did we see fruit in our lives. And that's when it started hitting me like, okay. And like certain preachings that I was like, okay, God, you know, it starts, it starts ministering to me. It starts giving me peace, you know? And so not until I have peace, am I sure of, of what am I doing of the choices uh, of saying, yes, this is, this is it, Mm -hmm. you know? So not until then was when I was like, okay, this is the place. This is where God wants me to be. And what does your mom think? Um, my mom's in awe. You know, I'm in awe. We're all, like, excited. When I saw Pastor Camilo and Lulu, I was like, God, even though I didn't know them, yeah, I'm like, God's going to do amazing things in these people's lives. And I want to I see it. I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I want to be, I'm going to be a witness to it. And I you can't be wait. be a part of it. Yeah. And I feel honored to be a part of this. You know, I, I don't feel burdened at all. I feel honored. And I feel like God has done so much. God is faithful and he has saved me. You know, I'm indebted to him. My life, my life, my marriage was a mess. And God saved that. I have to do everything for the Lord. I mean, I would be dumb if I didn't sacrifice, you know, if I didn't love and if I didn't serve his people, you know, and so in his his work, his kingdom. Well, I think I think what's powerful about both of you guys' testimony is that you guys both had um, church experiences, God experiences, but it wasn't until, like you said, you truly sacrificed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And had that servant heart and wanting to do more and be involved more. Yeah. Because you guys, you know, had your religious experience, you had your relationship with God, but you still had all the issues. You yeah. still had all the, you know, the compromises, you still had the, the drama, the fighting, mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? So it wasn't until yeah. you made the decision no, we need to sacrifice everything yes. and put God first. And bec- because our God before was the military. Mm. 
our God before with God's career. Mm. You know, that's that's who we trust. And not until we saw, no, we don't trust this. We can't trust this. We're going to keep getting, like, just, you know, going, like, just being a mess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not until God's like, trust me in faith, then you will see the fruit. Then you will see my hand. And we need to trust. You know, God, God sent the Israelites, like, they didn't know. They didn't see the land. You're right, yes. They yeah. had to go yeah. and leave everything behind to the things that made them slaves. You know, it's so... Well, even uh, <clears throat> you're talking about that, you know, when God is talking to uh, Jeremiah about, um, you know, taking the people out and the mm-hmm. punishment that's going to come to them. Yes. You know, he says, I will bring them back and I will show them, I will yes. give them purpose. Yes. And the purpose is going to be to serve me. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? So it's like throughout the Bible, you notice, okay, it's reiterated over and over. Trust God with all your heart. Follow God with all your heart, and that's mm-hmm. it. Everything is going to follow. Yeah? Yes. Everything will fall into place. Yes. I think that no shade, but a lot of churches, it's your life, and God is... Um, he needs God. to be the center of everything that yes. we do. So in our marriages, yes. in our relationships with other people, with mm-hmm. our kids... Everything has to be centered around God. Yeah. Every decision we make has to be centered around Yeah, not the God. other way around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where it's like us and then God just kind of fluffs it up for us and makes yeah. it nice. It's never going to yeah. work. Yeah. Especially if you're called to be a priesthood. Because everyone does have a different calling. Mm-hmm. But who, who are you? You know, and I don't think Glad and I knew who we are, who we were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when God calls you to be a priesthood, you are to be set apart. For him. Mm-hmm. And if you try to do other things, it's never going to work. Yeah. And that's what was happening to us. Nothing worked until we were finally set apart for him. That's what made sense. That's not until we said, okay, God, we're going to go under you. We're going to trust you. Were we able to flourish? We were never able to flourish anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, and it was that, that cycle again, but a mm-hmm. different cycle, yeah. How, uh, when, when, when did, when Glad told you, hey, I think I have a calling to preach, what did you, what did you, what did you think? So in the beginning, I was like, huh, <laughs> are you calling you or is God <laughs> calling you? Because um, I honestly, I was more like, wow, okay, God. Because, you know, I started hearing all these testimonies because before I would have, I, I said, hey, no, you know, people would say, oh, God, you're going to preach, you know, or, you know, Pastor Glad, you know, I'm like, no, no, he's, <laughs> he needs deliverance first. He needs to repent first, you know. <laughs> but when I, when I saw, when I heard Pastor Camilo's testimony, I was like, if God could do, could use him, mm-hmm. God could use anybody. And so it gave me vision and hope for my husband. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's a big, that's a big deal, right? When you see yeah. um, a lot of the pastors in our church, in our fellowship, it's that uh, their past that they had, it kind of gives you hope. Like, wow, they had that life, and you know now they're pastoring. Where, like, Glad had mentioned in his podcast that his idea was, you know, kind of this elite 
uh, were the ones that were the pastors, you know what I mean? Like the ones yeah. that went to the colleges and had all yeah. the degrees. And it kind of seems unattainable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll never achieve that. You know what I mean? So it kind of keeps you stifled. But when you see somebody like Pastor Camilo and it's like, wow, you came out of that and you're pastoring and you can see the anointing on your life. Then, yeah, that gives that gives you hope yeah. in yourself. And yeah, I'm sad and glad. Well, I think even I think even glad kind of touched on this, too. But it's like when you when when you see it like that way, it's like, oh, you're relying on yourself. Oh, I have to go to college. I have to learn this instead of you want to be a minister of God. You need to let God move through yeah. you and, and the discipleship that, you know, you know, the Holy Spirit will yeah. guide you, whatever, you know what I mean? And obviously yes. you and your pastor's discipleship and stuff like that too. But it's not by you book learning. It's by God leading yeah. you. Yeah. And going through everything that Glad and I went through in our marriage, honestly, it deterred my love for the Lord. Mm. It deterred my faithfulness. and passion for him and not until I came to the fellowship was my love for God rekindled and burned up again Mm -hmm. like when I first gave my life to Jesus when in your youth yeah yeah you know because I was I was given hope again yes but this time for my marriage Mm -hmm. yeah you know and before I just saw mess you know and so that's something that I, I value so much, and I'm like, I'm so grateful for that. My love for God, my passion for God, my ability to serve the Lord with a passionate heart was rekindled. Mm-hmm. Because before, I I would have never seen myself doing anything for the Lord. And, like, I, I never saw myself playing an instrument. I never saw myself <laughs> doing that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm just like, wow, God, like, you're so amazing. You know, you're so, like, you take, like, the ashes and you turn them to beauty. Yes. You know? So is it, um, are you, like, glad where it seems like so long ago? Yeah. Right? Then all the drama and the mess, like, this this yes. last year, you can just see the progression in your marriage. Yeah. Your relationship where you're just like, wow. You can see yeah. what God has done. Yeah. And I, my husband is so, like, He's filled with life because I remember in the military, he would just come home and he would, he looked dead. He looked tired and beat up. Mm-hmm. And now I see him like, wow, he looks like he's glowing. He's radiant. And when he prays, when he the way that he's patient with me, the way that he's changed, I'm just like, wow, God, you've done so much. You've changed him so much, you know, and so well, it's that it's that purpose again. Right. Yeah. He was looking for purpose in life. You were yes. looking for purpose in life. You guys came here. I mean, because it's, you know, I've been to the big churches. Um, it's easy to get lost, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the big churches, you just show up, you sit down, yeah. you don't talk to anybody, you leave. That's it, right? So in the smaller churches like this, I mean, you guys were the only ones. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you can get involved more and have more of a purpose and feel like, wow, I'm actually making a difference. Yeah. You know I mean? So uh, you have a powerful testimony. Um you know, thank you for coming on and sharing it with us. Yes. Um, before we go, uh, is there any last words of advice you would like to give a young girl who's gone through what you've gone through? Yes. Feeling the same things you felt? Never lose hope. No matter how dark it feels, no matter what the situation is, 
know that God could flip it in one moment. Mm-hmm. You know, keep holding on to God because he's the most valuable thing in life. You know, he changes everything. And nothing is too much for God. Nothing is too big of a problem for God that he cannot change. You know, so keep keep on hoping on Jesus. Just put him first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again. Yes, thank you, Yvette. Yes, thank you, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. Join us next time. Thanks. Yes. Bye. So my mom stayed at the house with us. And uh, I remember he would sometimes want to come over to come, come see us. But my mom was like, she didn't want to, like, she didn't want to let us come outside. Mm. So my dad would come home, like, sometimes come over and he'd be sometimes still kind of drunk. And he'd be like banging on the windows, like, let me in and stuff like oh, that. Exactly. Yeah. And so my mom would sometimes still have to call the cops. And mm. I remember one time, like, he came over and he was, he was drunk. And he was like, I just want to see my kids. And. And he was banging on the windows and stuff. And I was like, no, like, I'm going to call the cops from his work. I was like, I guess he didn't have a car at the time. And we'd see him walking. And he, we saw him walking towards us. So me and my brother were, like, kind of scared of him. So we ran to the back. And he, he kind of chased us. Like, <laughs> I, he got there pretty fast. And we, we, where we used to live at, there was, a, a like, apartment complex in the backyard. And they had a privacy fence. And then it was our, our chain link fence to our yard. And they had, like, a, a private fence where you can, like, kind of, like, I guess some of the fence was kind of torn. So you could kind of like squeeze through there and try to like go to the other side of the apartments in the back. Mm-hmm. And I guess he caught us to where we're in the, between the gates. So he started like slamming the, the gates. Oh like, my yeah, like against the, <laughs> against us. Like smashing like, you. Yeah, he was yeah. smashing me and my brother. We we're like, oh, mm-hmm. like he was just like that. Like just real mean. Okay. Just real cold blooded. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, he was, and he, I guess he became our stepfather too. I'm sorry I didn't say that, but yeah, they got That's married. The big detail. <laughs> yeah, I missed, there. I that. yeah. <laughs> I just thought about that right now. Like they got because it's been a while since I've actually okay. thought about it. But yeah, they got married. I yeah, yeah, they got married. Because how old were you when you had your son? Uh, I was about like twenty one, maybe. Okay, so it was a little right before you met her, around the time. Yeah, you yeah. Okay, yeah. Were so, you ready for a kid at that age? Nah. I mean, with all the partying you were doing, were you? Nah, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Well, she told me like, I mean, she couldn't have kids or something like that, and so it just happened. You know, it's just. <laughs> 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 yeah she's like i can't have kids and i was like oh okay and so i, th- I thought you, you fell know, for that yeah she got me and but i mean i love my son you know like i i don't of course of you course. know it's it's just happening you know it's yeah. I, I don't you know so it's just as yeah, she did she she would cry like she would call me crying she'd be like where you at and i would answer for a little bit and i'll be like i'll be back later like i'm not i'm not uh i'll talk to you later and i'll just hang up with her and i wouldn't answer the phone and she put up. I still ask her today. I'm like, man, how do you put? How do you? How did you put up with me? You know, like, cause somebody would have already left me a long time ago. You know, like, I put it through that for years, like, years, like, the same. Like, I was very unstable. Like, I would, I was have job from job from job. Like, I was dead, like dead end jobs, like temp jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, sometimes I I wouldn't even be able to pay the rent. Like, we'd have to like move out because I wasn't able to pay the rent or. I would, I was, would always have to be asking like our parents for money and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Or we'd get like a light bill, like, you know, like the, the red letter on the, on the door. Like, you know, you have to pay your light. Just, just real, just not a good, like a good example to my kids or my wife. Mm-hmm. It's like I couldn't sleep. Like I, I wasn't sleeping at night. Like I was just, since that day, I, I was, I wouldn't sleep at night. Like I wouldn't sleep probably like about one hour. Oh, wow. So she's like, let's go to the doctor. And then so they took me to, 
because we weren't going to church or nothing like that so i didn't know what i know now but it was something it was spiritual or something yeah. so because i wasn't living right and uh she took me like we went to like a psychologist and he's like yeah they died he's like what's wrong and he started telling me i ain't never been to a psychologist before so i was just kind of like i actually had oh no they told me they gave me a number to call for my job they said call a counselor and they're gonna see what they can do to you so i didn't know i was like let me call the counselor and they're like let's we're gonna give you a number to the psychologist or something like that and they were trying to talk to me like what was wrong with me whatever and i went to the psychologist i met an appointment and then they're like yeah they died we're diagnosing you with a major depression and and uh call it uh insomnia or something like that everybody was already like almost giving up on me kind of like kind of like what do what are we gonna do with them you know like yeah. just there like he doesn't want to do anything i didn't want to go anywhere i didn't have a haircut my hair was like <laughs> <laughs> it was a big afro you know oh, wow. it was bad like it was what, what would you do like would you just literally I would just kind of like just lay on the couch just kind of look around like just i didn't want to do anything i didn't want to go anywhere would you think about stuff or like not even really like you can't like it wasn't like you were contemplating or something or it was it was crazy like you're just a zombie right these kind of like zombie-ish kind of like just like it was crazy man like just like crazy battle minds like just like i don't know man just i felt like i was just it was in my head like it was just i don't know it was crazy like so just, were you still partying at this time too or you didn't want nah, to after that like i stopped. yeah <laughs> no more alcohol i didn't do nothing like i stopped I didn't want to party or nothing, man. I was just like out of it, like just it was weird. Like I was zombied out, like you that's, said. Like so it was how long crazy. It, how long did that go on for? He's like, "Are you tired of being the way you are? You know, are you tired of being like you know broken? Are you tired of just like I just felt like God was pulling me, man. Like he's like he put an altar call, and I was just like, man, I need to hit that altar, man. And so, uh, I went up to the altar, and I was just, I was just, I was just broken, man. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he bet a brother from Pastor Ruby's. I think he's a pastor now. He bet. Uh, he's like, you feel that? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I could feel something inside. Like, I don't know how to explain it at the time. Uh, I know what it is now. And then he's like, that's the Holy spirit. And I was like, and I was like, oh. so, <clears throat> so when she started going to the church and, and, uh, she got saved and stuff, then did your, did you notice a big difference with your marriage? Oh did yeah. We, we did too. I mean, yeah. like, uh, cause she, obviously she quit all the partying and trying yeah. to do all that stuff too. So now you guys. And finally focus on God together and our kids and your kids together, raising yes. them the right way. Yes. So how was that?